Temple of Geek Toddcast, episode 61, is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash Toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Toddcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. You are listening to the Temple of Geek Toddcast, a show designed to analyze pop culture for your entertainment. I am your host, Daniel. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. This show is released every week for your enjoyment. You can find this episode and more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter by using the handle at Temple of Geek. On this week's episode, the geeks and I decide to discuss what makes a good comic book movie. So without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce you to this week's panel of guests. We have Chelsea, Chad... Katie, Paul, and Rooster. Welcome, guys. Hello. Howdy. Hello. Hey. Before we get started, I want to kind of go around the room and see what everybody's been up to this week. Let's go ahead and start with Rooster. Oh, wow. Just jumped to Rooster. Okay. Hey, uh, what I've been up to, um, I don't want to pan over and show you all my boxes of coming back out on the in the room. Uh, but I uh, enough in our Facebook chat. I have, so that's why I'm not um, doing that, but uh, uh, I've been getting all of the new Rebirth books, and I've been trying to organize them. Is, Rebirth has been very confusing to me, because they've had releases of issue number one a couple weeks ago, and then now they're having some more number ones of the same title this week and last week, so I don't know where to read it and how to read it. So, Well, I think they're just Rebirth, and then it's like number one to, like, the regular story. Like, I, th- I think they'll take away the rebirth later. I hope so, because it's kind of confusing right now. So, anyway, I've been spending the last week and a half trying to figure that out. That's what I've been doing. Paul? Enjoying my uh, 23 days of vacay. Just got <laughs> back from uh, the Caribbean. And uh, got burned pretty bad. I'll tell you a little darker. Yeah. What do you do for 23 days? I can't show it on here. He, he, so. he, he can't discuss yet, but yeah. it, will be, it will be revealed shortly what Paul's been up to. Yes, yes. There, there is something that Paul is doing. Did you just get off the plane? Because you're still wearing the tank top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I still got my mojito with me. I it to go. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I've been You just got to put tape on the lid, right? <laughs> Katie, what you been up to? Um, well, I've been watching Containment, so pretty much that's like it. And looking for a job. Oh. Other than that, that's what I've been doing. How's that going? Um, terribly, but I'm still holding out hope. She's like, I'm still unemployed. I'm still unemployed. Not very good right now, I guess. No, it's pretty terrible. So, potential oh. employers, here you go. Yeah. Um, also, I went to a friend of mine works for JPL, um, Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, pretty much NASA. So, we got to do a private tour last week. Oh, yeah. Which was really cool. So, we got to see the new Mars rover. Chad, what you been up to this week? You know, I've been playing World of Warcraft. I got my first uh, character up to level 100. Uh, joined uh, a gaming community called uh, Kickout Bros. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, just doing my thing, gaming it up. <clears throat> um, I've been watching Bob's Burgers for the first time. Awesome. Uh, it's been really, really good. 
Are you mad, Chad? <laughs> I'm not. I've never, I've never watched it. It looks like one of those that, like, I might like, but it looks like it has the potential to be very dumb. It started off it, really weird, yeah. but then it got better. Yeah, I like it. It's a it's a very particular sense of humor. Um, and then I've also been reading Rebirth as well. The gu- the comic book store guy knew me immediately when I walked in. It was kind of weird. Say, so, here's your books. Don't yell at me. No, he was like, because last time I went in, they didn't have Wonder Woman Rebirth, and I was kind of like, dude, you've been open for two hours. How are you already sold out? And he's like, sorry. And then the next week I came in, he was like, oh, Wonder Woman on the wall for you. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of nice. I actually started reading Rebirth myself. I picked up uh, Rebirth, Flash, Titans, Superman, and Batman. Have you read Titans yet? I really want to read I it. I only started Rebirth, and I've only read the prologue part that Wally West, or not Wally West, uh, um, yeah, I guess it is Wally West. Mm-hmm. Wally West mm-hmm. was trying to communicate with Batman, so it, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I haven't finished it yet. But, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool so far. I'm excited to read Titans, though. I really want to read that. I didn't get a chance to pick it up. I'm so bummed. I have that one, so I'm going to read it T. All right. Well, tonight's topic is what makes a good comic book movie. So, before we get into that, I want to ask, what is y'all's favorite comic book movies? Do y'all have any favorite comic book movies? And if so, what is like the standout movie, the best comic book movie you've ever seen? Let's start with Chad. Because I know you're you going to say Spider-Man. I'm going to say this latest one that came up, the, uh, you know, the, the Spider-Man movie that had a little bit of Captain America in it. Um, I think the best way to get people involved with great storylines is just, you just put more Spider-Man in things. <laughs> Chelsea? Well, okay, what, what would count? Live action, animated? Just, just anything, yeah. Anything, anything's fine. And it doesn't have to be a superhero oh. related, just, just a comic book movie. Okay. Um. Probably I mean, the Dark Knight. Would that be stupid? I don't know. That's su- that's really cliche. But you'd be Paul's best friend. The. Uh, I was just gonna say, what scene are we talking about? <laughs> See, he's <laughs> breaking it down to the scene. I mean, <laughs> I'm just picking the movie. Like, if I had to pick live action, it would probably be the Dark Knight. If I was picking animated, it would be the Wonder Woman movie. Um, that was that was actually a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Rooster, what about you? Uh, for me, man, uh, honestly, I uh, really, I know a lot of people don't, and, uh, and I, I can understand why, but I really enjoyed the uh, Christopher Reeves Superman movies, except for the last one, maybe the last two. Yeah. But the last one in general, but uh, I thought that was a very well put together uh, movie as far as, as far as the time, you know, the time that, you know, you had all these people acting together and trying to make, a, you know, a flying man look um, uh, relevant, you know, they did a really good job. But I, I gotta say, one, one of my the best one that I've seen and for the time was uh, Watchmen. I think Watchmen is probably one of my top comic book movies. Yes, Paul. So is it just scene or comic book movie overall? Comic book movie overall. I, I would say Batman Begins. Uh, they took elements of uh, like three source materials and just made this perfect amalgam. And it just, it, to be honest, it actually spawned this this current gen of of 
of comic book movies that we have on screen today, uh, and, and, and imploring that that re- that sense of realism to a comic uh, to a comic adaptation on film. So yeah, for me, it's Batman Begins. All right, and Katie, I think we gave you enough time to think here. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with the Captain America movies from the MCU. I really like those ones probably the most out of all the ones I've seen. I mean, The Dark Knight comes pretty close. But, I don't know, I just really, really like Captain America. (laughs) I just really like it a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Alright, well the reason why I ask you those questions is because I want you to kind of think about that. Think about your favorite superhero movie as we discuss that because it has to be your favorite superhero comic book movie for a reason. So, um, what I want you to do is kind of take those elements of what made that movie special to you, and we're going to apply it to tonight's topic. So, first thing I want to do is just kind of start off with, well, I guess it's not technically the first thing, but um, let's talk a little bit about movies in general. Um, what makes you go out to see the picture? I mean, mo- the, the movie. Is it is it the trailer that gets you excited for it? Is it the hype before before the movie comes out? What is it that gets you all excited to go out and see that movie? Anybody can answer at one time. Rooster. Uh, for me, man, uh, obviously the trailer is going to get you pumped up to see pretty much any movie, especially uh, superhero comic movies. Um, and you know, you hear all the hype, you know, coming, you know, a couple years ahead of time about movies being probably being filmed, and that starts the hype, and then it gets filmed. You got trailers and stuff, but you know, really for me, it's it's just the nostalgia of of. A superhero movie, and I really don't care how crappy the superhero comic book movies are. I mean, I go into those movies to watch a movie and watch my favorite characters, and I really try to hold judgment. I I really don't judge them at all. I just either enjoyed it or it was okay. You know, it, either way, I would still watch it again on TV when it comes on, or I would buy the DVD. But um, for me, just having the opportunity to be in my <laughs> still kind of a adult age and still trying to kind of being a kid at the same time I get those comic book movies now and I can understand what the, I can relate to them now because I've you know did the, did the studies and, and, and read the book so it's kind of more enhanced for me but yeah I mean that's to me that's what going to the movies is all about watching superhero movies and Chelsea have you ever seen a trailer that you just it got you pumped and excited to go see this movie and then you get into the movie and you're like what the crap is this Oh God! Uh, a particular movie. I don't know. Probably. Um, no, I can't think of it right now. You got to give me time to answer that question. <laughs> well, for me, I mean, for for that for that scenario, for me, it was Ultron. I mean, that first trailer comes out, I'm like, oh my God, we're gonna see this menacing robot, and then the movie comes out, I'm like, what? So <laughs> he's goofy. <laughs> You're like, what the crap? Yeah. Okay. So you go see a movie. You're in the movie theater. You're watching it, Paul. Batman Begins. Yes. What made that yes. movie? What made that movie special for you? Is it just because it relaunched Batman for you, or what? Yeah, because you know, up until Christian Bale's uh, take, we had nothing but older Batman, older actors in the Batman role. Older, as in the sense of I don't know, like late thirties, uh, with Michael Keaton being the the oldest of the bunch. Uh, so for me, yeah, so we got someone that was 29 when he was cast and 30 when it came out, or 30 or 31 when it came out. So yeah, we got a younger Batman, which uh, took elements from year one, and then we got to see other characters that weren't seen on screen yet, so that was also cool. Uh, the car, or the, you know, the, the Batmobile, that was a really nice rendition uh, 
<laughs> from the George Clooney one. Um, it, it, it was just it was just nice to see the practicality what it would take for Batman to get where he was at. You know, like obviously he needs he needs another set of hands besides Alfred, and it was nice to see those other characters like Lucius Fox, you know, providing him all that stuff. And then the music, the tone of the movie, the pace of the movie. Yeah, it was just it was fantastic. I mean, I saw that thing probably like seven times when it came out. Does a director wow. make the film? I believe so. Yeah, uh, so. you have to have you have to have that creative vision from start to finish. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think you can be hired on or try to take on a project, at least a, a project like a comic book movie, with just the intention of getting a paycheck. I mean, I, I think you really have to uh, to put in the time to to actually personify the movie. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to add on to that? Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, the thing that put me up first about whenever the uh, the Batman Begins came out was all the all the talk about how um, they're going to portray Batman as the a, a real live person or a real live Bruce Wayne becoming Batman, and they did a really good job of doing yeah. that. You know, uh, how he you know invented all of his gadgets. You know, that, you know they show all the scenes doing that. That to me was the best part of it because that's what I love out of any movie is <clears throat> that was pumping me up about Batman, the, a person becoming Batman and how he did it. That was awesome. Yeah, because it's never been we never got to see it before, and that, <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. Like that movie in specific had so many firsts from from the other saga that. It, it was just a nice take on it, and 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 you know to see what they, where they were trying to go with it, and I, I really enjoyed it. So, from what I'm hearing from Rooster and Paul, is that they feel that a superhero movie or a comic book movie needs to have some sort of realism associated to it. Do any of you guys on the other side disagree? Does, does the movie have to be set in the real world or have some sort of realism associated with it to make it stand out in the theaters, make it a good film? I don't think it has to, but it could be nice for certain characters. Yeah, I was going to say, it depends on the character, really. Yeah. Because Batman is just a guy. Like, he doesn't have any real, like, superpowers or, like, you know, alien-type DNA. Mm -hmm. So for him, realism works, whereas for other characters that maybe aren't quite in the real world, for them it would make sense to not necessarily have that realism. I think for all the the more... Alienist characters like Martian Manhunter and Thor and all those guys, even though they did, uh, you know, kind of humanize Thor whenever he comes to Earth and, and you know, interacts with the uh, Avengers. But, you know, for like um, Hal Jordan, the Batman, even Superman was raised by humans, you know, those guys can still be humanized, you know what I mean? And, and then they become these awesome characters that we all know and love. Agreed. Daniel, what's your favorite film? My favorite superhero film or comic book movie? Which one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> superhero movie, movie probably, uh, to this day, is probably Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm, yeah. I'm always flipping yeah. back and forth between Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain America Civil War. I mean, yeah. Civil War, but... Uh, Spider-Man. Winter, Winter Soldier. Oh. I'm always, <laughs> always flipping back and forth between those two. Now, when Spider-Man comes out in 2017, I may be like, oh my god, Spider-Man blew my mind. But as of right now, it's Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Best comic book movie I've ever seen probably goes to League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Really? Really? Yes. Are you just it's, saying that because we were big? No, that's why I brought it up earlier. 
Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I I actually enjoy that show too. Right? And it's it's, it's uh, kind of weird because it's it's not really a it's. I don't know. It's not really superheroes, but it was just it kind of took all the literary characters and put them up on film. And I mean, yeah, I know it's based off yeah, of I liked book, it a lot. But I mean, it was just I don't know. It, it, people didn't really like it. Some people didn't like it. But I mean, I just thought it was just kind of a pretty good portrayal of what happened in the comic books. And it's just it 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 was a comic book movie and it didn't involve superheroes, so it was just kind of you, interesting to watch that. You, and you know, it's funny because Rooster mentions um, Watchmen, and that's another what you mentioned, the Alex G. That's a that's another Alan Moore comic, right? Mm-hmm. Alan Moore, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, if we were going like comic book movies, I really liked uh, V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. Another but, Alan Moore. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one Alan was Moore exceptional. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought that one was amazing. They did such a phenomenal <clears throat> job with it. It it's weird for me that I enjoy more the the uh, abs- um, the superheroes that aren't really that well known. Like, you know, the Guardians are well known now, but before that movie came out, no one knew about. Yeah, you know, same thing with The Watchmen, same thing with V for Vendetta, you know, and I enjoyed those more than most of the new ones coming out now, still today, you know, those are still fun to watch. You know, it's funny, uh, I mentioned this to Daniel, I was actually going to do an article about this, but how I I believe that (laughs) how Marvel kind of took the recipe of LXG and made it their own and it actually worked, because if you look at the comparisons, it's almost the exact same movie. Almost the exact same movie. If you watch it again, you'll see what I'm talking about. You know, they have the um, the the scientists, so you can say that's Tony Stark. You know, he has all the he has all the funding, provides all the equipment in the ships and stuff. Um, the uh, the uh, what do you call that? The uh, uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, or whatever. You know, that's the Hulk. And then if they have uh, you know they have a girl, which I think in the book wasn't it wasn't it the the wasn't it Jonathan Hartley in the book? Uh, Harker. Parker, Harker, yeah, and, but in the movie they made it uh, the wife. Uh huh. Um, so you you could just say that's Black Widow. Um, you can say, but you you see where I'm going with it. But and and then ultimately the movie itself is, it worked. It, it really worked. I mean, it's it's sad that the the movie didn't do too well when it came out. But uh, yeah, of the first Avengers, it has very very similar comparisons to that movie, and they made it their own. So everybody has mentioned several films that they like. So why do these films stand out as great superhero films or great comic book films? Is it the directors? Is it the art style? Is it the way it was filmed? Is it the story? Story for me, uh, especially for Watchmen. Uh, awesome story. Uh, I've got on Blu-ray, um, the one of the Watchmen discs is uh, basically it's a guy reading page by page off of the comic and he does all the voices and it's just screenshots of the comic and it takes forever to watch but it's still just as intriguing if you watch that dvd and then you watch the movie it's like it's so comparable with like they didn't miss a beat they they stayed on uh, stayed on target made the movie what it you know Stay the movie on target they did a perfect job and, and you know watchmen to me is one of the best films ever I know for me, it's kind of a combination of everything. Like, I want to see you, it needs to have a good director. Um, uh, I like to see actors that I know and combined with like people that I don't know so that we can be introduced to new people to see like where they go. And then also, we need a good, a good script because if you have a crappy director with a good script, it's still going to look crappy. If you have a good director and a good script but crappy actors, it's going to be. A crappy movie. 
So it's just, it, if you have a good combination of all of those, which is what I think V for Vendetta had. So it had a good director, good char- good actors, good characters, and a good script. It ended up being such a great film. Chad, anything you want to add on to that? Um, so um, one of the things I really liked about the, uh, I'll call it the Captain America movie, uh, the, the latest one, I was really worried about them bringing in two characters of uh, Spider-Man and Black Panther. Um, and I was really worried that they would go like how DC did with their um, latest Superman versus Batman movie where they just kind of threw these characters Spider-Man in there. Introduce Spider-Man through a DVD extra? <laughs> yeah. That, like, <laughs> no, introduce it through a yearbook. <laughs> yeah, or something stupid, but... I, I thought they did a really good job, and I was very impressed with the way that they were able to like backtrack while the story is happening and tell the story of these people. Um, so for me, like I think the storyline, like you've you've got you've got to have a story that I care about, or I'm not, and I'm going to spend there spend my time making fun of the movie and having my fiance punch me in the rib. And see, that's kind of what what beef I had with the the BVS movie with uh, the storyline because it was all over the place. You know, it was here and there. And then, um, you know, it, it, I liked the movie, but it, it was all over the place. So the story wasn't missing, you know, wasn't making sense. It was like, okay, here are a bunch of characters you know and love. Let's make a movie with them. Okay. And I, I need to ask you something, Rooster, because um, this is something that I ask a lot of people. Do you prefer, and not just Rooster, but I'm, I'm going to pose the question to everybody, but I want Rooster to answer first. Do Dance you? The devil do, in the pale moonlight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Marcus Gomez in here. Sorry, go ahead. Do you do you prefer a movie that takes a source material and creates their own, or do you prefer a movie that takes basically a a a, a story arc and puts it on screen? Oh man, I'm gonna have to go with this. You know what? As much as I love creativeness, I would have to go with the story arc for me. Okay, wh- why do you say that? I guess because I'm so jaded on, um, you know, that's a really good question because I like read these comic books and I want everything to follow what I read because in my my little brain, it's like, oh, you almost know what's going to happen and you want to see it jump off the pages of a comic book onto the screen. And when it doesn't do that, I think that's what kind of irks me a little bit. And, and, And see, that's the reason why I bring that up because I know you mentioned Watchmen a lot. See, Watchmen did that a yeah. lot they, they put they basically took the pages and put it on screen i mean they yeah. obviously made some some changes for movie purposes um but but for the most part i mean i would say probably a good 80 percent of that movie it was just yeah. page to life page I, to life I another one keep saying it, yeah yeah another one that did and this is an animated movie was the dark knight returns they did the same thing they took it from the pages and they put it on you know page to life page to life for me, I do like that, but then again, if it doesn't come out exactly the way you want it to look, then it's like, uh, because I like that. I like it when they take a source material and they kind of create their own. If if it still leads to the yeah. same result, yeah, you know, I, I like how they can can manipulate. Like I said, they just take a source material, manipulate it a little bit, but it still feeds yeah. the same result. Yeah, I like that too. They do it right. Yes. See, for me, that that's the problem is that like you're talking about like source material. Like that was my biggest issue with Batman versus Superman was that they were talking about stuff that I had no idea what they were talking about because I don't read comic books. Yeah. So as a like casual, not like casual moviegoer, I wasn't able to really understand some stuff. Like when they introduced the those additional characters through the yearbook. 
um, if I didn't already know who they were, yeah. I would have no idea. The so, problem with the problem with yeah, you're right. The problem with that movie is that they took too many source materials and try to make a, a a big movie or try to make a movie out of it, and it was just a big disaster. Yeah, that was yeah. the problem. If they stuck with one or two, obviously because there were two two icons in there, so if they stuck with two source materials, I think it would have probably been better. Yeah, but yeah, they just went all over. They they started. Uh, I shouldn't say they, but Zach just started grabbing all kinds of stuff from all kinds of books. Yeah, and it just did. It just did not work. It's kind of like digging through my collection, going, "Oh, this might be cool. This might be cool." <laughs> yeah. So, does too you much know. story hurt a movie? Yes. It depends on it's how long it takes well. it to get to the point. It yes. It depends because if they're trying to. If they throw too much at you to where you to the point where you're getting confused on the storyline, then it's going to hurt the movie. And but this it- is where Christopher Nolan's method comes in. Christopher Nolan's a big player on flashbacks. He believes that if you do flashbacks at certain points in the movie, you can tell a backstory within five minutes, as opposed to doing a backstory that takes twenty minutes. And right? I can tell you, yeah, I can tell you a movie that took too much story, which I actually liked. But a lot of people hated it because it took forever to get to the action. Was uh, Eric Bana's Hulk movie? Oh. I still like that movie, but it took forever to get to it. For ever. That movie took forever. I think to the get part, it. I was I th- like, "Is this movie going to end?" That movie, I think I liked the tank scene. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, desert scene. Sure. That was it. I honestly don't remember anything. Where he puts the Wait. poodle in the ball. So. <laughs> I was just going to say, his villains were big dogs. That was it. I, I don't... What? I think the only what? thing I remember is when he was like, didn't he, on a site where like it got nuked? Did that happen? No, nah, he was yes. fighting the absorption man or whatever his dad's name was. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I just I don't it's, remember anything from that movie. It, it, it's funny that you guys bring that movie up because that's that's almost a reflection of what Batman versus Superman is because Ang Lee, everybody forgets that Ang Lee is a very big storyteller. I mean, for him, you know, most directors, you know, they, they I'll say this, for Ang Lee, the story comes before the movie. And so what he wanted to do to appease the fans was like, okay, well, this is the first time we're going to see Hulk or this is the first time we're going to see a CGI Hulk in a movie. I'm going to tell it from a comic book perspective. So for the first, if you guys remember, the first, like, I don't know, first half of the movie, it was kind of doing those those pans where it was like in those comic book style strip bubble mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it stopped doing that. And then it actually became <laughs> like a movie. And and I think that that's kind of like what, what drew people off from that. They were like, man, what what am I watching here? Am I watching? <laughs> am I yeah. going to watch this throughout the, uh, throughout the rest of the film? Or am I going to actually see... <laughs> the last 30 minutes the way it should have been the first 30 minutes you know it's an origin slash history story yeah you know it was it was really another movie that was just kind of all over the place I mean the actors I think were were there it's just the story was not yeah Mm-mm. let me just come out and ask y'all so out of all these elements what are the things maybe that needs to make up a a good comic book movie we we, we, we think director good story what else do you think makes needs some what elements do you think else you need to make a good good story? Costume needs to be on point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if you don't have that thing looking right, I mean, the, 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 you know, everybody's going to have like what? Are the, what is that saying? You know, first, Im- you don't get a second chance at a first impression. Yeah. So, and you know, it, I, go ahead. I'm sorry, Paul. No, I was just going to say if it, if it doesn't look right, it for me that's just going to be uh, you know, it's going to have a bad taste in my mouth throughout the entire film. 
Yeah, and what I was going to say about that was, uh, you know, coming up is the new uh, Suicide Squad movie, and I was, after watching all the trailer stuff, I was kind of uh, disappointed with uh, Killer Croc's costume, or makeup, or whatever you want to call it, until I went back and uh, researched it, and that is exactly what he looks like on his first appearance in Batman. He looks exactly like that killer in the first appearance of Batman comic book. Go back and look at it. It looks just like the big gray head with big, you know, it's it's not, he doesn't look like abomination or anything like that or, you know, he, but you're right. Yeah. So things like Wolverine not wearing his classic yellow costume can ruin a film? That bothers me. I mean, to this day, that bothers me. Why did he not? I mean, what was the reasoning behind them not putting it in Because they think it, it looks silly. No, because Brian Singer said that that's the reason why everybody went black. He said that Brian you know there's no flights, no tights. <laughs> no, that was that was that was Goff and Miller that said that. No, Brian Singer said that you know like while stuff may look great on comics, you know certain colors don't look don't transition well on film. And he goes, and one of those colors is yellow. That's hence that's the reason why when he did Returns, the the yellow and the red were toned down to a darker tone. As he said, it, it just doesn't look right on film. I mean, yeah, you can say, well, Christopher Reeve and his red, red and blue and all that stuff, that worked. Okay, well, that worked back in the 70s and early 80s. You know, now we're going into the 2000s. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we got Iron Man and Captain America and yeah. Thor and and if you look And if you look at their... I mean, everybody's the same color. Well, no, what I'm... <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, if you look at that, if you look at Iron Man, and if you look at Captain America, you know, their 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 levels of red are toned down. So I I I believe what Brian Singer says is true. Is is that yeah, the yellow wouldn't look great. However, however, they did finally show us what his costume could look like in a deleted scene on the mm-hmm. Wolverine, and st- <laughs> to this day, they still will not put that on on the actor. I don't know why. Because Hugh Jackman just doesn't look good in yellow, okay? Yeah, I mean, girls can't... But it's not even a yellow, it's a gold, isn't it? It's like a gold... gold, uh, They kind of threw some uh, goldish copper yellow in one of his outfits that he put on for a hot minute at the end of one of them, didn't they? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, that deleted scene. Yeah. They also throw the jokes in there, too, when they made the joke about, like, putting him in yellow spandex. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Like, they do mention... See, and those are funny to me. I like those. Yeah. I don't like it when a movie does too many Easter eggs and and and, and they're all about the Easter eggs and not um, that you know they're just throwing zingers at you the whole time and and it takes away from the movie for me. But some of them are cool. I think it depends on which side of the zinger you're on. If you don't get it, then you're like, well, this is dumb. Yeah, that's, if you get it, you're like, ah! yeah. That's how I would have been through the entire <laughs> Warcraft movie. No. <laughs> oh. Well, I was laughing. Also. Yeah, I didn't get it at all. I watched it and I was like, uh, okay. I liked it a lot. Well, I want to take a break right here to talk to you about our sponsor, Audible.com. Audible is offering a free audiobook download for you, the listeners of Temple of Geek Podcast, with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I want to recommend The Science of Superheroes by Lois Gresh and Robert Weinberg. The Science of Superheroes take a lighthearted but clear-headed look at the real science behind some of the greatest superhero comic books of all time. You can head over to audibletrial.com forward slash Toddcast to get that free title now, or you can choose from over 180 other thousand titles today. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com forward slash Toddcast and get your free 30-day trial started. All right. Happy. We talked about elements and things that make up a great superhero movie, so here's what I want to do on the last part of this episode. Temple at Geek Toddcast has been tasked with pitching the new Fantastic Four movie to Marvel. Oh, okay. All right. 
So, we now have Fantastic Four. We need to come up with a fantastic, epic picture to pitch to Marvel so they could put it out on the film. So, what do we do? We need to make this movie epic. This has to be the most you epic start, comic book movie You start ever. the banner, you have the, the uh, Fantastic Four like icon right there, and then it goes away. Next screen comes up and says, not done by Fox. No, no, I was just going to say, so, so this, this is what we do. We drop, drop the mic. A script, we drop a script on the table. It says Fantastic Four. Next, pi- next page says The End. That's it. That's so sad. All right. And uh, let's not have a thing that looks like a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Can we not have that? <laughs> That's what it looks like. Sorry, phone balls. Some of the things we discussed were we need to have a good director. We need to have a good story. We need to have... Um, good actors. Good Charlie actors. Johan. So let's 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 go ahead and do this. What what would be who would who would you pick as a director to to direct the Fantastic Four movie? Mm. Who do you think can handle a good team film? En- ensemble cast, yeah. Um, oh man, I would say, and honestly, because just based on his work and that type of film, Wolfgang Peterson. I don't know what he's been up to, but I definitely. Try to hit him up. He's been hanging out with Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. <laughs> that is dead. He's actually been hanging out with Wolfgang Puck, actually. <laughs> so, for those of you who, uh, for those of us who don't know who Wolfgang Peterson is, what what films has he done? Uh, Never Ending Story, Air Force One, The Perfect Ooh. Storm, Troy. Ooh. So, well, Troy. I've liked, wow. But definitely, but definitely Air Force One. Get off my plane. Yeah, definitely. Anybody else have any other suggestions? Uh, Yeah, it's got the Human Torch in it. Um, So there's going to be plenty of like bright scenes. So I'm thinking J.J. Abrams. I was going to say, do not say Michael Bay. I was actually going to say. Who who is the torch? would be an explosion. Abrams. (laughs) J.J. Abrams. That would be good. That would be good. So what what about like Joss Whedon? I know he's did the Avengers, but do you think he could actually handle this type of smaller scale well, picture? He would have to be able to handle, like, if we got really good actors in there, because he's got to be able to handle those chuck wagons. Yeah. Well, he, he would use the same actors. He would use, like, Nathan Fillion. He would, <laughs> Fantastic and, and he would just Summer pluck Glau from is, his, like... I'd be okay with that. Summer yeah. Glau you kind is, of fly, uh, is Storm. We can make it a human torch. <laughs> I think Stan Lee should direct one of them. Stan. <laughs> He's already directed all of them. Pretty much. He just he just goes by stage name John Favreau, the uh, <laughs> Joss Whedon. All right. I so don't I don't who, know directors that much, so I don't I can't add. Who would y'all choose as some of the characters, um, the actors to play the characters? Let's start with Mr. Fantastic. Hmm. Mm. Honestly, George Clooney. What? Mm. Yeah. Like need a se- you need a season you need a seasoned actor and you know someone of age and someone that sounds art- someone that can articulate those scientific words and expressions and stuff and yeah I, I I would honestly say yeah George huh see you don't think I mean, you need I, to go I, younger no you want older. No. Yes, and, and and the reason again, the reason why I say seasoned, you need seasoned actors. I don't think, 
I don't think that movie. I don't think the move to go younger in this last rendition was the right choice. And, and I know why they do it. So is they they can hold on to the actors for more movies. So that way they're 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 not getting too old. But at the same time, that doesn't always mean that it's going to work. So I, I think you need a seasoned you need a seasoned actor. I think the Human Torch maybe Robbie Amell. We were still on Mr. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. And plus, George Clooney's done uh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox, so, oh, boom! Drop the mic. (laughs) (laughs) I would, I I mean, as as much as we were joking about just using the same characters, I mean, I mean, I could see Chris Evans doing. Yeah, he was switching over from from the dark. So, So you would see Chris Evans going from the Human Torch to Captain America to Mr. Fantastic. Oh yeah, he that's was kind of demotion. Just a little bit. Uh, I'll so be he, here. Technically, he was uh, in the second one, uh, Mister Fantastic, kind of, because he had what other powers. Who who would you pick, Daniel? Yeah. Yeah, who would you pick for Mister Fantastic? Fantastic? This isn't about me. I'm playing Reed Richards. Actually, I would Reed probably because you know the character Reed Richards originally started off as a fun type guy. I know you always say you want this guy for Hal Jordan, but I really think Nathan Fillion would actually pull off a pretty good yeah. Reed Richards. Yeah. yeah. I, who, who's, who's you always wanted him for Hal Jordan? That's not me, Daniel. Oh, yeah. You always wanted him for Hal Jordan. Green Lantern, you're like, I can't wait for him to make the announcement at Comic-Con. No. no. Remember, Katie. I who's, that was who's, Jensen yeah, Ackles. Yeah, Katie. Katie knows I know who I want up. for GL. I know. <laughs> you want know. Jensen Ackles for GL? Hell yeah. Yeah, he does. I'm saying you go back with Ryan Reynolds and a better director. No. What? Ryan Reynolds. I like Ryan Reynolds. No. Ryan Reynolds would have been a good Guy Gardner. Yes. Ooh, okay. yeah. But so Nathan Fillion for Reed Richards. Wow. I'm glad Special y'all just, just agree with me. That's, that's pretty yeah. awesome. Okay. <laughs> what about Sue Storm? Uh, Chelsea? Blake Level. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Did someone say Blake Lively? Someone was about to. No, I, I, I think Rooster did. Rooster? <laughs> I like Blake Lively. Is, yeah. Are you just thinking of that because of Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Yeah. I like Blake Lively. I like her too. I'd say Kate Beckinsale. Mm. You need, you She's need, still going for older, right? Yeah, you need... And, and on top of that, you need some, some type of sex appeal. And she was great I, in Underworld. And that's so. what I'm saying. I think she, I think she would bring those fans over... To to that, so that there would be a good fan base for that. See, I think Paul's making like the Batman Begins version of Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chad, what about yeah. you? You look like you want to say something. I'm going to just put this there that I like. Um, Don't oh, say Britney was Spears. No, 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 no. I liked Kate Mara, but but I'm okay with Anna Kendrick. I like Miss oh. Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I like Anna Kendrick. I like her, too, yeah. All right. All right. I could see that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, we got Nathan Fillion and Anna Kendrick. So, let's go ahead and cast the thing. Strongest Mm. guy I can think of. Batista. It's got to be me. Oh, (laughs) dude. Yes, David Batista. Batista. And I was just going to say that I, I think you you do kind of need some type of wrestler. So you would have Drax, John Cena, throw John Cena yeah. out there. Oh, John Cena, well, they have to have some sort of 
There you go. Name is John Cena. You can't see me or him. He's hilarious. John Cena would work. I agree. Yeah. Okay, we we need to have some sort of acting skills, don't we? Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. what I was going to say. Did you well, see him in uh, Sisters? Dude, have yeah, you seen him in Have great. you seen him in the Marine? Yeah, I've seen him in all like that's three Marines. Well, I haven't seen him in all three. I, I, I seen the Marine. Marine was good, but and um, Trainwreck. I, I, I didn't think his acting was that great. Oh, Trainwreck was pretty funny. I thought was LeBron so James in Trainwreck was really funny. He was. He was really good. <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all wouldn't cast Vin Diesel. No. no, I think he's he's starting to get on that other side. I mean, but, but, but check out his voice is already there, man. He's already Groot. Yeah, he's already Groot. He can't. Yeah. Really... Well, Batista is already what's his face? Drax. Yeah, but but yeah, he's Batista. We that's... could get Triple H in there. It's all about the game. But he's Batista. That's all that matters, right? That's all that matters. Look at the guy. He okay. eats the weights. He doesn't lift them. <laughs> All right. So, and finally, Human Torch. Hmm. Ryan Reynolds. You gotta have. Yeah. Some... I said Robbie Amell. Now, now, here's my thought on this. If if we're actually casting this for for Marvel, um, Johnny Storm has to be around the same age or pretty close to the same age as Peter Parker. I said Robbie Amell because they're friends. So that's young. Hmm. Um, and so they don't have to be. I mean, necessarily. You know, he doesn't have to necessarily be exact same. Like yeah, 19, I know. I know. You know, pretty yeah. close to age. What's the name of the actor that played Augustus Waters in Ansel in, Elgort? Ansel Elgort, maybe him. How how yeah. about how about Dylan O'Brien from Teen Wolf? <laughs> no, um, um, the Maze Runner. He was also. Well, he's in also in Teen Wolf. I said that. <laughs> you said um no. <laughs> I said um no yeah appropriately. Oh sorry, he would be good. I do like Ansel Elgort though. So he actually might be too old now, but Rupert Grint, Ron Weasley from uh, Harry Potter series. No, no, I'll be over here. Uh, nice. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think see that fits, at all. I don't think he fits the role. Because you, you're looking for this basically a smart ass. A smart ass that's cocky, but also can be. He's got one of those chins that you could punch. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't. I no. mean, it's probably because I've seen him too much as Ron. So, like, I don't think he could do yeah, that. All right, all right, all right. But definitely, if you're going for cocky and stuff, definitely Ansel Elgort. I'm just stuck on that right now. <laughs> if anybody's seen The Fault in Our Stars, like, he was amazing. He was not. Yes, All right, so we, we got our director. We have our stars. <gasps> oh, what's that guy's name? A guy. Apparently there's... Nothing. No. Nothing. No. No, no. It's bad. No. No. So, so, so who, who are we going to do? I was just going to say, who are we going to get a villain? Are we going to do a third time Doom, or are we going to get somebody else? <laughs> we could do Doom and do it right. <laughs> See, and I had no uh, quarrel with the other guy that did Doom in the other one. Again, remember I was talking about costumes. They got the costume like spot on on um, the Rise of the Silver Surfer. I thought his costume looked absolutely incredible. Yeah, with the the guy from from Charmed. What's his face? Yeah, I can't remember his name right now. Um, I can't remember what his name is. With the guy yeah. from Nip Tuck. What's his name? Yep, that guy too. Same guy. <laughs> Chris Evans. <laughs> Um, I don't know yeah, enough of the villains, so you'd have to take that one. Who would you put put in there, Daniel? 
Well, would it I, be Doom, or would it be Doom with somebody else? I would probably start the movie off with like Doom being the overarching villain, kind of in the behind the scenes, manipulating things type thing. But I would have multiple villains in the movie, kind of like each make it like a story arc type deal where you have start off with like the Mole Man, like Spider Man Three. Okay. You know, I was gonna of, say a lot of their villains too are based are some of Spider Man's villains, like Doctor Octopus and yeah. Electro and all those guys too. But but I mean, I would do things like. The Mole Man, you know, have a small arc with the Mole Man when they first find out their powers, kind of like the first issue of the comic book, and they get introduced to the Mole Man and things like that. And then at, towards the end, you find out like Doctor Doom was actually manipulating all these people. Um, so very, uh, very Star Wars esque there, Daniel. Yeah, Emperor, Emperor Doctor Doom. Yeah. What about uh, what about the leader? He's more of a Hulk villain, wouldn't you say? No, I know that, I know that, but but they have crossed in there. Well, yeah. So I'm just saying, so since we didn't really get to see the leader from a Hulk movie, or a Hulk sequel, I should say, how about how about the leader? So you're saying bring a villain in from another franchise over into it to kind of tie it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Correct. Well, they need to do something to save that series, man, or <laughs> do something to tie in other things to make things better. Brewster, that's why we're here. We're trying to save this series. We're helping it. Are you yeah. saying to make Fantastic Four great again? I think Fantastic Four meets... <laughs> Did you just say Spider-Man that? ...and Homecoming would, would be perfect. All right, so we'll, we'll go with Paul's idea. Leader, leader's going to be the, the villain, and we can probably do an introduction or a tease to Doctor Doom at the end. So what would you all do for the story? What would the story be? How would you do the origin story, or would you even do an origin story? Uh, no, I would immediately start it off with them fighting Doom, and then maybe winning that battle. And then Doom breaking out of prison and starting an army, and then they got to go fight that at the end. Something like that, yeah. That would that actually work. You have to start with the 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 battle. I think, yeah. We've already seen the origin. We don't need really go into it. I mean, again, if they want to, they can just flash back real quick to the events of that. You know, maybe five minutes worth. But that's it. We don't need we don't need origin. We don't need a real origin, I should say. Mm. You've so, already had three mo- or two movies, three movies to enough to know their origin. Correct. So you're saying you would start them off with a battle and then. Does it go into flashback mode like Batman Begins, or what, what are you talking about here? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, just no, no, no. Just start off with the battle, have them win against Doctor Doom, win the battle. You know, like Doctor Doom goes back to Latvia, uh, whatever, and you know they go back to New York City, they go back to the Baxter Building and everything, and then maybe, just maybe, uh, tie in some Spider-Man stuff, Chad, and. Yeah, then then we can get to see a new a new threat, which would I would say would be the leader would be a good one. I think that would be awesome. I mean, especially if he's uh, tying into the Spider Man series and uh, the Hulk. I mean, we haven't we haven't had a a, a true Hulk. Oh, wait, we haven't even had a Hulk sequel. Because didn't yeah. Robert Downey say he's he's not going to do an Iron Man four? And he pretty much said that the Captain America last uh, Civil War was pretty much Iron Man four for him. So that, that what I'm saying is that comic book storyline is coming to an end. We have to figure out how to bring it, something else back to focus. I don't right. know. You know what right. I mean? Yes. Anybody else? Well, now it's time to get Spider-Man, his three movies. And there you go. You can actually throw in another Spider-Man came out. I, I hate to say that Spider-Man would be the new Stan Lee of the <laughs> of the of the movie verse, but 
Yeah, you can actually drop in uh, another another hero there. I don't know. I, I would think the leader, and then you know, obviously, because uh, Reed Richards is a is a is a scientist, so you know his brain is 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 up there. Um, you know, um, and the leader is obviously a, you know his he has a big time uh, cerebral whatever the hell it the is. The leader always has his fingers stuck in everything else. Anyway, you know he always he's always in everybody else's business, so it would, makes would, sense. That's what I'm saying. So like two heads basically playing a big game of chess. I mean, to mm-hmm. me, that's what I would do. That's cool. The the leader and the kingpin. There you go. <laughs> that would be yeah. a weird. <laughs> And then, and then, and then, you know, obviously there's a climactic battle, you know, there's the struggle, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, when they defeat the leader, then we get hints of Dr. Doom returning. And Ulysses Claw? claw? (laughs) Ulysses Claw, sure. (laughs) Dr. Doom and Ulysses Claw. What about you, Chelsea? You've been all quiet. What would you add to a Fantastic Four movie to make it, to bring it back to life? (laughs) I I don't know that franchise very well, but... I don't know. Is there um, going to be like a love interest? What? No. Well, uh, <laughs> you have you have uh, Sue Storm and uh, Reed Richards. So the question is, are they going to be together, or are they going to be? That's up to you. No, that's yeah. You also have that's my uh, input. Ben Grimm and whoever he's dating that week. Mm. Not his there fault, really. He's just hot. So how about we make the Fantastic Four a love story about Ben Grimm trying to find true love? <laughs> Let's just make that a standalone a movie. Ben Grimm finds himself a standalone movie. Isn't that train wreck though? Just as well. Good choice. So how would you all tie it into the Marvel Universe? Would you add just the characters like y'all are saying? Would you try to tie it into the Infinity Wars? Would you add throwing Galactus there and find out that Galactus is helping Thanos at the end? Or... Well, you just said that um, that he's friends with. Which one was friends with Spider Man? Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm. Storm. Could you put in Spider Man? You know, I know that the movie's already done, but yeah, we you could actually drop in. Um, remember, in my in my opinion, I think we should get George Clooney. So since George Clooney is already up there, you could probably drop in um, Kirk uh, Michael Douglas's Hank Pym. Uh, you know, again, you know, like since. No, I know Michael Douglas is older, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Like it's it's an older actor, and you know, again with the heads, just meeting scientists. Up. Yeah, just have a battle of wits up in this place. Exactly, man. That's how you need to do Fantastic Four. All right, battle I got one wits. final question before we wrap this up. Will we be adding nipples to the Fantastic Four suits? No, absolutely. <laughs> just Sue Storm. Absolutely. absolutely. No. Just Sue Storm. Oh Lord. Good Lord. Hey, no. he's, he's, what do you mean they canceled our show? There, 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 is, there, is, one, there is one more thing that we didn't, we didn't discuss is is depending on the movie, obviously, but is too much CGI overkill or it's too much CGI bad for a movie? A superhero Dude, you movie? can never have too much CGI. Look at the prequels. So I was worried about too much CGI in um, in the Warcraft movie. Um, it it was very well done. Because so, let me ask. I don't know. I agree. Taking the training wheels off of CGI, like you can do whatever you want. I don't but care. You know what's sad, yeah. Chad? Is in ten years you're going to go back and watch that movie and be like, "God dang, there's so much CGI in this. It looks like crap." Because I was just going to ask, because we're talking about superhero movies, and, and and a lot of a lot of going back to the first Hulk, a lot of uh, people got upset that it wasn't going to be an act like like we weren't going to see a physical actor like Lou Ferrigno or anything. So, 
Does that bother you guys that the Hulk is not basically CG? I know it's motion capture now, but basically CG. Well, let's not put it this way. Now. I am not going to set a human being on fire to play Johnny Storm. <laughs> no, I mean, depicting, yeah, you know, like depending on the film, yeah, it's, it's obviously going to require, but you, you know, like where, where, where it shouldn't, not say they shouldn't, where they could probably get away without it being CG, do you think they could? You know, you're talking about the Hulk that you were saying, uh, the Hulk character being CGI or not the big Lou Ferrigno. Um, I own all the seasons of Lou Ferrigno's um, TV series. It's very awesome. They did a really good job back in the day doing him as Hulk. But one of the biggest characteristics of the Hulk, which nobody talks about, or, or, or if, if they know, you know, nobody talks about it. The angrier the, he gets. Yeah, the matter he gets, the bigger he gets. And the only movie they did that in was the it's Eric the first Banner. One. Yeah. You know, and a little over exaggerated in the Eric Banner one, didn't he? Get to yeah, because like he the went to twenty feet. House? Yeah, yeah, he went to twenty feet on, on on those two scenes. But if they could balance that, you know, I think that's the only way you could do that with the CGI. And with though. the Hulk, it's not really he gets bigger. It's supposed to be he gets stronger. Well, it's like his muscle mass gets bigger. I mean, you got to get bigger if you get stronger, unless you're taking creatine or something. I don't know. Takes gamma creatine. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like sometimes, um, you know, just you know, I know we had this discussion already, but like you know, when I was watching the the BVS, like the Batmobile scene, there were some scenes where I was like, why are they incorporating? So much CGI on that scene where they could have easily got away with. I mean, I, I'm saying easily, loosely, but they could have. I think they could have done that scene without so much of the CG. I mean, it's, it's, it's some scenes it just got so ridiculous, and I'm like, man, I don't know why they do that. And I, I can't see it as opposed to saving money because that takes time for the animators to, you know, do all that stuff. Uh, I don't know. Some some sometimes I, I think CGI can be a little overkill. Um, I think the thing is, is that we've been through because of our maybe our age and generation that maybe we've been through movies where they didn't have any or they didn't have a lot, and then now we're moving into you know we're so technologically advanced at this point that they love using CGI, and then maybe generations from now they're gonna look at movies that we're talking about now that have too much CGI and be like, oh, those movies don't have enough CGI. Are we going to even need actors anymore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start using mice. <laughs> yeah, we don't need them anymore. But, I mean, it could just be that is the reason that we feel that way about, you know, too much CGI is that maybe it just stands out so much more to us because <laughs> because we're used to not seeing it. So why do you look like a mouse? <laughs> You're using CGI. CGI. Yeah. Well, I thought Ron Perlman just joined the cast before that one. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a question. I, I heard, I don't know how true this is, uh, they are releasing the uh, BVS rated R version for like a couple of a weekend in theaters. Oh, I thought they got away with that. Or they threw that idea out. But yeah, that's cool. That's what I heard that. And then I also heard that the Justice League movie just got canceled from one to a, a just uh, from two movies to one movie. Yeah, they, they said that it was no longer going to be a two-parter that it's going to be their own separate movies. Like, I guess there's still two parts coming out, but they're not, I guess, in correlation to each other, like a one and a uh, one and So you'll have to wait a year for the next part of yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Y'all have any final thoughts before we close out this episode? BVS is still a good movie. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I would say that, um, honestly, uh, a good comic book movie is any movie they put out for me. I would just want to live in, in the life of comic book movies, honestly. I don't care. Except for Catwoman number, the first one. They can keep that one. But all the other ones, yes. What about you, Chad? You know, um, when you're in doubt and you really want to make a good one, you uh, you just got to put a little more Spider-Man in it. <laughs> Spider-Man. Jesus. No, I, I'm kind of like Rooster. I like pretty much everything, unless it's really, really terrible. But even then, you can kind of mock it. So, I don't know. Um, no, I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat, too. Like, I'm pretty good with just about everything, even though there's some movies out there that were just absolutely horrible. But, yeah, Agreed. I like comic book movies, especially That's Captain fun. America. You can watch them during rainy days. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, that wraps up this episode of the Triple Geek Talkcast. I want to thank my panel for joining me on this week's discussion. All the notes for this week's episode will be on our site, templategeek.com. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at info at templategeek.com. Please head over to iTunes and Stitcher to rate our show. Until next time, may the comic books movies be with you. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit the TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.